I am Gian Villatoro, the founding pastor of Victory Church, and from Odessa, Texas, I say hello to you and welcome to our worship service 265 on this beautiful Sunday, November 25th. I'm sorry, 21st, 2021. The title of this message is, I don't want to see them. What? <laughs> exactly. Many kids today say that to parents. I don't want to see them. Whom? The family. For some reason, we are going to study this on this particular message. And I know you are going to enjoy it. But before that, I invite you to go to the website, vchurch.us. Look for the tab, tab, tab bulletins and download the bulletin of this morning. Or simply you can just point out to the QR code on the screen. That's, that's correct. And there you download the bulletin of this service. We want to thank you for your support. It is wonderful that you guys help us all the time. Thank you for your contributions. If you would like to help this ministry, you can go to the website, thechurch.us forward slash give. The other way to do it is to sending a text message 432-268-0007. That will be another way to do it. Thank you to our beautiful church members. They are wonderful. You all guys are fantastic. Thank you for your loyalty and your support to our members that watch online only for health reasons. We love you. We miss you here in the church, but we feel your prayers. We feel your heart, especially those who are far away. Many people that are watching in other states like California, New Jersey, New York, and Illinois. Our friends in Florida, thank you so much for our viewers in Oklahoma, our viewers in New Mexico, our viewers also in Louisiana. Thank you so much for those that are in North and South Carolina, our viewers in Virginia, our dear friends in other parts of the world, in the Middle East, thank you so much. Thank you, Tracy, for those songs. Thank you, Sebastian, for your work, putting all these elements together so we can have a wonderful light tea product for everybody online. Well, as I said to you earlier, today we are going to talk about this little thing. I don't want to see them, she says. I don't want to see them. Why is that? <laughs> Let's start by reading the scripture. If you join me in prayer from the easy to read version, Father, guide us through this study. We read in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. All together, Proverbs 1, 8 through 9. Listen to your father when he corrects you, and don't ignore what your mother teaches you. What you learn from your parents will bring you honor and respect, like a crown or a gold medal. It's the beauty of learning from our own parents. I know that many people in these days struggle with that idea because of the pain they have suffered. I understand that. Because sadly, many of us parents have failed terribly to our own children. And we have done terrible things. And as a result of that, children get hurt. Those children now are adults. And they are just thinking, what? Respect and honor my parents? You don't know what my dad did to me. You don't know what my mother did to me. I don't, even, I don't even know who my father is. 
I never met my mom. I knew who my mom was, but she abandoned me. It was my grandmother who raised me or my uncle. I understand that. I want to start by telling you this. Pain in your heart sucks. For real. It is horrible, but sucks because it is like a chain that doesn't let you move forward. So one very important thing to do as an adult yourself is to get healed. Get healed in your heart. Because once you get healed in your heart, you will start to think better. You will start to, in your heart, to have better feelings in general. And you will be able to see clearly almost everything. Because forgiveness that we impart, the forgiveness that you give to others because they fail to you, it is medicine for yourself, which is another great benefit of forgiveness. Do you realize that? When you forgive your parents, your dad, your mom, or whoever hurt you, when they raised you, or they didn't raise you because they left, that forgiveness will bring healing to you. Mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and physically as well. Now, not everybody had that kind of story. Many of us had the great blessing of having loving parents that taught us and corrected us <laughs> and instructed us because they, they had that desire and that ability by the grace of God. So this particular scripture in Proverbs chapter 1, verses 8 and 9 applies perfectly for us because we feel the need to honor and respect our parents. And what is the result of that? The good Lord will bless you when you honor and respect your parents. It says that it's going to be like a crown or a gold medal. In other words, recognition, respect, and many other blessings, material blessings that you will experience. Absolutely, my friend. Yes. Many kids say, I don't want to. I don't want to go to see my this, my that. I don't want to. Why do I have to go? They say. To those kids, we need to tell them this scripture. Listen to your father when he corrects you and don't ignore what your mother teaches you. What you learn from your parents will bring you honor and respect like a crown or a gold medal. Listening and learning. In order for any kid to learn, everything begins by listening. You need to be very consistent when you are teaching your children about the importance of listening to you. They have to do it. But what is what they say? I don't want to. <laughs> And we see them all the time like this, right? Like this young fella, pouting, acting very childish. I don't want to. I don't want to clean my room. I don't want to brush my feet. I don't want to do my homework. I don't want to go to see my grandparents. I don't want to help in the house. I don't want to, is what they say. That's why we have to repeat to them, listen and learn. You're going to be highly blessed. It's your job as an adult in your home to instruct your children to obey. If you just allow them to disobey you and disrespect you, you are creating a monster. Don't make that mistake. 
but they say, well, I don't want to. And they give you an attitude, right? What are you going to do about that? <laughs> so the question is, who is the person in charge in your family? Have you ever thought about this? Is your little one in charge in your family? Is, is your teenager the person in charge in your family? <laughs> it, it is funny when you think about it, you know? It is so funny. So very important is for all of us to think, are we leading our kids? Have you ever thought about this? Leading your children. Not just telling them what to do, but leading them. You know, leading children is not just an order. Well, I want you to do this and I want you to do that and boom. No, leading our children requires many things. And one of those things is a lot of patience, that's for sure. We need to be very patient. The problem is that today we have so many entitled kids everywhere. They just think that for some reason we owe them something. And those kids are everywhere. And God forbid you say no to the kid when he wants something. <laughs> they are entitled. And we adults are responsible for that because when the mama says no and then the grandma says yes, or the daddy says no, then the granddaddy says yes, it's a big contradiction and the kid is going to be playing all the sides. Sometimes it's the dad who says no and the mom says yes. As a result of that, you have entitled kids and they just think that they can get away with whatever they want. That's a big problem. But let me ask you this question. What could be worse than entitled kids? You know what is it? Entitled young people. That's even worse. Those teenagers that suddenly they, they are your height or sometimes taller than you. They have your same strength, physical strength, or stronger than you. They have the same knowledge that you have about things, technology, and many other things, and sometimes more than you. And they just think that they can rule the house and do whatever they want. What is worse than entitled kids? Entitled young people. And that is your responsibility, my friend. As a dad, as a mom, as a grandma, as a grandfather, you are the one allowing those kids whether they are little ones or teenagers, to behave that way. It's your job to stop them. And there is no way that a kid or a teenager one day will say, I have been thinking that I am misbehaving. I think I should repent. <laughs> that doesn't exist. It's your job, my friend, to stop them. But what is worse than entitled young ones? Do you know what is worse than that? Mm-hmm. Entitled adults. They are adults. They are grown-ups. They go to work, perhaps. They make some money. Little or a lot. It doesn't matter. But they are just entitled. And wherever they go, they think that the whole world is at their disposal. And they just say, I want this, and I want it now. Give it to me. 
So much disrespect we see today everywhere, in stores, in churches, in the family, get together, everywhere, in the school, in the marketplace. Parents disrespecting teachers, drivers disrespecting police officers, Employees disrespecting the supervisor or the company's policies. It's terrible. And everything begins precisely in the house. People think that the education of the kids should be done in the school or in the church. Certainly to some degree, we can help. Schools can help. Churches, we can help. But it's your responsibility. Ultimately, it's your responsibility, my friend. It is. So what is the scripture that we are studying today? Proverbs 1, 8, 9. Listen to your father when he corrects you and don't ignore what your mother teaches you. What you learn from your parents will bring you honor and respect like a crown or a gold medal. Is that what you did when you were young? Is that what you do now that you are an adult? But... One of the things that we should do as parents or grandparents or any adult that is leading kids is to show them by example. It's very simple to say to kids, clean your room, clean the kitchen, brush your teeth, go to bed, and I'll see you tomorrow. It's very simple to, to give those orders, right? Maybe the kid will do it whether it's a kid, a little one, or uh, a young kid. Maybe he will, she will, they will, perhaps. Perhaps because there is a reward pending or <laughs> there is a threat for punishment, whatever, fear, whatever. Maybe they will. But something that kids will do all the time is following your example. That's what we need to work with as adults we need to work with our own example. That is why this graph is so clear, because we see here the mom leading the kid, saying, do as I do. That's the best way to teach everybody. Do as I do. We complain because the kids don't have any fear for God. We complain because the kids don't want to listen to Bible studies or reading the Bible with us, Bible with us, or we complain because kids don't pray. The question is, are we praying with them? Do you realize the importance of saying prayers to God in the presence of your children and grandchildren? Because they start to, to listen. How do you pray? Your words, your approach to God, so important. And of course, you can take your kids to see your parents and tell them, I don't care if you want to, you're coming because we are going to see my parents. The kids are going to give you any kind of excuse because the topic of today is, I don't want to see them. But it's a big mistake when you just allow the kid do whatever they want, even if they are teenagers. When you teach to your children good habits and having a good, decent life, they learn to pray with you. 
they will not have a problem going with you to see your parents and they will enjoy the time there, you know? And you need to tell your kids, they love you because it's true. Your parents love your children. Grandparents are delighted every time kids come to see them. And of course, the greatest joy for a grandparent after receiving the kids is when they leave. I'm kidding, <laughs> kinda. But the truth is in our families, we have everything, right? We have good things and bad things, you know, wonderful family members and others that are not too wonderful. But we need to tell our children, you know what? We are a family with the good and the bad. What are you gonna do about it? And then is when you have the opportunity to tell them, you know, we are going to get together with the family and we are, we are going to eat together. The kids will complain. They say, but I don't like their food. I don't like their home. I don't, I'm not hungry. I don't want to eat that. That is where you are going to continue instructing your children about the importance of getting together with the family periodically as much as you can and eat with them. It's not like they, you go with the kids to the house and then everyone is on his phone. No, we are going to be together for a, for a period of time. You know, you are not going to bring the kids to a torture of six hours without the phone. <laughs> you don't want that either for yourself. But while we are eating, we are going to learn good manners. How important is that for you and your family? Good manners washing your hands before you go to the table, helping to serve, bringing little things to the table, praying and giving thanks to God for the food that we are about to eat, being cordial and generous, helping one another around the table, eating with our mouth closed. When we are eating, we don't speak using the napkin, you know, and showing good manners, but how the kids can learn good manners if we don't have the good manners. Again, it's by example, you see? Now, some of the teenagers say, clearly, I don't want to see it. I'm not going. And they refuse. <laughs> and on the other hand, you have other grandkids that they love being with their grandparents. They love to be with their grandparents. They just love going to see grandma and grandpa. They enjoy that get-together and the food and the laughter and all that. But some teenagers especially, they say, I don't feel like going. And then here's dad or mom, come at least for a couple of hours. Please come for a couple of hours. I'm not asking you to come for the whole week in just a couple of hours. Spend time with the family. I don't feel like going. This is what this teenager is hearing. Hearing the invitation of other teenagers that they do bad stuff. You know what the scripture says about that? Proverbs chapter 1, verse 10. Those individuals who love to do wrong will try to trick you. Don't listen to them. But teenagers, they want to explore things. They are curious. And they think it's cool to have a weird hair or weird any kind of stuff in their bodies or clothing. They want to have 
a unique personality, being cool, being accepted by the others, and they go into these things. And what is the result of that? A lot of pain. They get hurt. Sometimes they are bullied. Sometimes they just get into trouble. And then they are thinking after they get hurt, why did I go with those guys? But the next opportunity that they have to be with the family is the same story. Here's the teenager again playing on the phone while the parents are talking to them. And the, and the parents are saying, are you even listening to me? You just got in trouble last weekend instead of being with those and the family. It's the cycle, right? But it's your job as an adult, as a parent, to keep inviting and enforcing somehow the importance of being together with the family. Those kids and teenagers, they need to hear that from you. Kids and teenagers need to be together with the family because it's safe, it's, it's a blessing, it's the good thing, it's the right thing to do. But you, the adult, you are the one who has to talk and talk about it with them. Sometimes as an adult, as adults, when we get together with family and friends, eventually we see one of those young persons, whether it's a guy or a girl that is not much into coming together with family, but suddenly he is comfortable or she is comfortable. And then you see them getting situated in a chair on the couch, holding the baby. And then you see that they are happy there with you because this is what happens. Teenagers, they say no. But eventually when they are in the group with the family, they start to feel very comfortable. And then is when we say, right, hopefully he will continue coming to be with the family. Looks like he likes it <laughs> because he does. Everybody likes the sense of family and being accepted and loved, of course. It's exactly in those moments when we adults need to show the kids good things. Show them, like playing instruments or doing something with science, anything. Kids are like a white blank page. You write in their minds whatever you want to write. Ugly stuff or good stuff. You can teach them bad words or you can teach them good things. Take advantage of every opportunity you have with your kids and grandkids and nieces and nephews to show them something good that you can do. Little tricks if you want. Play games with them. Be creative. Be inviting. And what can I tell young people about those get-together? Learn from old people. Old people, our grandparents, uncles, aunts, they always have something to share with us. How fun is to learn from elderly. How fun is to do that. And they will love it every time they get together, as soon as they get close to them, right? And vice versa. All people need to learn also from the young ones, especially when it's about technology. Grandma, come here. I want to show you about this. 
Grandpa, bring your phone. I want to show you how to do this video chat. I want to show you about this. I want to show you about that. All people can learn. It is your job also to encourage your parents to be open to learn from your kids. We all need to learn from one another because everyone has something to share, something to say about something. And yet you're going to find some guys that they say, well, I prefer to be alone. Thanks, but no thanks. Okay, well, that makes sense. Just remember this. If you say today, when you, as a young person, if you say today, I prefer to be alone, tomorrow you will be alone. Let me say that one more time. If you today say, I prefer to be alone, that's okay. But tomorrow you will be alone. You think it's fun? Do you think it's great for a person that is in a certain age with physical limitations, even if they have the money to pay for services, do you think it's fun that you have to beg people to come to help you, to spend time with you? But all begins when you are young and you say, I prefer to be alone. Don't make that mistake. You need to choose to be with your family now. So you will not be alone in the future. You don't want that. Rather, you know, in your get-togethers, you need to learn things. And one of the most important things that especially boys need to learn is the value of women. Treasuring the women in the, in the house. Many young kids learn the importance of respecting grandma and aunt and mom and sister and all the women in the family. And this is, this is a great value because tomorrow that young boy is going to be a great husband and a great father for a daughter as well. We need to treasure women, not like the people in the world and those who say, I don't like to be with them. They disrespect women all the time, everywhere. You see, by being together, you're going to learn wonderful things. And one of those things is the importance of affection and respect. There is nothing wrong with affection, my friends. Of course, it's, it's up to each individual. Everyone has his own personality. And some say, I don't like to be touched. I don't like to touch people. You know, this is my line. Okay. You, you see that until they fall in love. <laughs> they fall in love and then what happens? Oh, they are so lovey-dovey with the girlfriend or the boyfriend. And so what happened with uh, the line? There is no line, right? So in reality, all human beings, we need physical touch. Some people say, I have heard that you need seven hugs every day, something like that. I don't know. <laughs> what I know is one thing. When you are in a group with your family and you see everybody saying hello to the rest and talking, sometimes holding hands, giving a hug, giving a kiss to the family members with respect, with respect. That helps us to become affectionate, with respect. And we all need to grow in this department, being affectionate with respect. Important.
That is why this passage in Proverbs 1, 8, 9, it's so important. Listen to your father when he corrects you and don't ignore what your mother teaches you. What you learn from your parents will bring you honor and respect like a crown or a gold medal. Recognition and appreciation. Listen to them. Learn from your parents. I will take advantage of uh, what we are going to have delivering next Sunday on the worship service 266 for November 28th. The message will be fireworks. And I would like to invite you to join us here in Victory Church. If you can, it will be fantastic. I would love to see you. It will be very, very good. And I thank you for the time you are investing here with me. And I thank you, everybody, for being here with me in the church. I thank you for your presence. I thank you because you make me happy, honestly. Not just the viewers and listeners, but especially you, friends, coming to, to be with me. And you know what? When we are grateful that somebody comes to see us, and I'm not just talking about George in general, when you are happy that somebody comes to see you, knocking at your door or, or meeting you for a cup of coffee in any place, you know, we need to learn to say to people, thank you. Thank you for, for coming. <laughs> Sometimes we have meals together in restaurants or a cafe somewhere. Someone is paying for that. So we get the idea that the one who is paying is the only one that needs to hear thank you because that person is paying. Well, here's the news for everybody. People that can pay for a meal or can pay for a cup of coffee, can pay for food when invite people to come to their home, they also need to say thank you for coming. Thank you for investing time with me. Do you understand that dynamic? That dynamic is the dynamic of being grateful and expressing the gratitude through words and saying to people, thank you. It's like I say to you all the time, but especially when we learn to say thanks to people, we are going to be able to give thanks to the good Lord. When we wake up in the morning, thank you God for another day. When we are about to sleep in the night, thank you Lord for the, the day you gave me. When we are about to go in our business, work, studies, whatever, we are in the vehicle or just going to the bus, it doesn't matter. Thank you God that I can do this. Thank you God for my coat. Thank you God for my phone. Thank you Lord. Thank you Lord. All the time. Do you give thanks to God, my friend? Honestly. How often you open your mouth, you express verbally your gratitude to God on a daily basis. Do you say the words, thank you, God? Thank you, Lord? Do you? Do you think your children, your family, those around you can tell if you are a grateful person, if you give thanks to God? to everybody, or they think that you are that kind of person that never says thank you for anything? Good question, right? 
Let's read another passage of the scripture. This time is from the letter of the Apostle Paul to the Thessalonians. The first letter, chapter 5, verse 18. Whatever happens, always be thankful. This is how God wants you to live in Christ Jesus. Whatever happens. I was highly surprised. I met this particular person who came to the church to provide a service for us. This gentleman said to me something. He told me the story about bad incidents he lived in his life. His vehicle was stolen one occasion, and he lost several things. And he said to me, I don't care what happens, I anyway give thanks to the Lord, no matter what. I'm not sure if this particular guy attends church. I'm almost sure that he doesn't because he mentioned something in those lines that makes me believe that he is not going to any church. And of course, since he's coming to do and provide a service for our facilities, I took advantage to invite him to come any Sunday. I gave him information enough to watch online, to listen, and, and of course to, to come to the worship service on Sunday morning. But it was so beautiful to me when he said, it doesn't matter what's going on, I have learned to give thanks to God, even when things are not right, even when I get hurt, even when I get betrayed, even when People steal stuff from me. I learn to give thanks to God. And I thought, that is a great thing to do. In fact, it's very biblical, because if you read with me what it says here, whatever happens, always be thankful. Are you that kind of person? That whatever happens, you anyway say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And the, the great thing about learning to be grateful is that that is what God wants you to live in Christ Jesus. The Lord God wants us, believers in the Lord Jesus Christ, to become grateful individuals, no matter what happens. But what we have today is exactly what we see in little ones. They are happy only when they get what they want. When they don't get what they want, we know what happens. They are upset, they are crying, pouting, they rebel against you, they don't want to do what is right, they don't want to fulfill their obligations at all. And that is what we see today in, in our societies and sometimes in our churches. Because things are not going our way People just act very childish. So my question to you is, would you say that this particular scripture applies to you? Are you able to say, I do what this scripture says. I do what the Bible says. Whatever happens, I am always thankful because that is how God wants me to live in the Lord Jesus Christ. 
I hope that's the case with you, my friend. Because it's true and it's necessary. <laughs> so I want to tell you today, what if you try to start all over again? What if you start with a new life from now on? And you say, but how can I restart? Well, let's restart with step number one, which is what? Is to begin with a true and honest repentance in our hearts, asking God for forgiveness. And one more time, declaring that we believe that Jesus is Lord. And you believe in your heart that God raised him from death. Then is how you're going to be saved. But I invite you today to say a prayer with me. It's on the screen. Dear God, I realize that there are many things that I have not done right. To begin with my view of my family, I want to change. I want to become a better family member. Please help me, Lord. Please forgive me for my sins. You are the one that I want to adore. You are my God. I open my heart to you. I confess my sins before you. I want to obey you and trust you and serve you forever, my Lord. Starting today, I want to see life and people exactly as you do. Please help me, Lord, to become the person you want me to be. My friends, all begin the cross. What do you say with me? I am forgiven by Jesus. My Lord can do everything. His word is true and active in me. My life is going to be great and blessed in 2021. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord smile down on you and show you his kindness. May the Lord give you, answer your prayers and give you peace. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ from Odessa, Texas, in the name of Victory Church, my wife, Tracy, my team, my church members, I say to you, thank you for your time here, and I'll see you next time. for watching Victory Church, please feel free to contact us. Our email address is info at vchurch.us and our phone number is 432-614-9798.